do, 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 and we're live. <laughs> there we are. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, your digital toilet paper podcast team. My name's Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And today we are talking about shared universes on this podcast. And speaking of shared universes, we have two shared universe guests with us from the Tailgate podcast. We've got uh, Harrison, the Florida man. And Aaron the Cheesehead. Go check out the Tailgate Podcast cool. on Instagram, uh, at the Tailgate Podcast, and uh, search for them wherever you guys find your normal podcasts. Check them out. Uh, it'll be really, really cool. What's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, but before we get down to business, what are we drinking today, Cheesehead? Yeah, well, my brewski today is a good old Sam Adams Oktoberfest, and I know it's November now, but, uh, you know, <laughs> got to get me some of that caramelly goodness before it goes out of style. Well, it's a good thing in Germany they celebrate Oktoberfest in September, so we're all good here. <laughs> it's a year-round celebration for those of us up in the north. I got me a old... Let me see. Scoop. Oh, shit. I don't even know what it's called. It is a Higher Plane IPA by New Belgian. And I got my new cool koozie that came with my sound machine oh, snap vinyl. Nice. Yeah. So Very nice. I'm gonna take I'm happy. I'm feeling glad. Step away. I we got appreciate sunshine you, uh, in a can. We appreciate you, uh, tailgate guys, and your beer. But hold on one second. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. While we're going, I've got uh, some Stag Junior here. I oh. was lucky enough to get some of that, and I figure, why not? You know, a little crossover oh. action. Why not celebrate? Yeah. yeah I love that Florida man is wearing a Captain America. It's just like an embodiment <laughs> of Florida. America. I gotta oh, hold America. on. I got that. America. The yeah, this bad boy team. for uh, special occasions, but uh, mm-hmm. not this weekend because we lost pretty bad. So mm-hmm. put that over there. DTP Ooh. team's gonna go scotch today. Nice. If nice. it's gonna be any time, <clears throat> classy gentlemen well up in this whiskey. Oh well. Cheers. Oh, nice. Prost. Salute. Hey. Yeah. There we go. Mm. <laughs> not taking this so we're talking about shared. <clears throat> Share universes today, yeah. So, God damn, we're sh- talking about shared universes. Uh, well, we'll see if we can keep talking about shared universes by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Sharing my vomit. I keep yeah. drinking like <laughs> Drinking like All right, guys. So, a uh, couple things. One, uh, let's before we jump completely into this, let's talk about what a shared universe is, right? So, um, we're talking about a shared universe, but how does that differ from like a sequel or, or a spinoff or even like a soft or hard reboot, right? Or also, like, I would say, like, an homage. You watch movies like, I think it was is Chucky, where they open up uh, the... Oh, what's it called? The lockers that the, the policemen have? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Lockers. What are those called? What are those called? They're called lockers. Yeah, no, they're called lockers. Evidence, the evidence locker. Evidence, evidence locker. locker. And you see, like, Michael Myers' mask, and you see all these homages, but I don't think that was, like, a true crossover. I think that was them, like... Yeah, those are Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, so I would say just differentiate maybe what's Easter egg, what's not, what's say film universe versus what is like comic book universe. So I know like Freddie and Jason have met in the films, but Ash and Freddie and Jason have met in the comics. But I don't think that carries on to the films. I know it gets convoluted. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's important to understand like that spinoffs by definition are shared universe, right? Whether yeah. it be comic book, whether it be <clears> television, <throat> so, like. like um, you know, we, we like to talk about when these things come together. If they have a, I guess having a having a common origin creates an inherent shared universe, right? Yeah. Cheers and Frasier, um, Buffy and Angel, those kinds of things. Oh uh, yeah, um, X Files and um, Lone Gunman. Lone Gunman, yeah. So all those things started from the same NCIS. Its spinoffs all came eventually or essentially from Jag, right? Those are, are, are I think Doctor Who, uh, Torchwood. Yeah, yeah. Well, Doctor Who's another one, right? Because Doctor Who is, is Doctor Who's like Star Trek, right? Single timeline, shared universe, just different points in time, right? Is that accurate hmm. to say? Well, if you're talking about DC as well, they have a shared universe film that is now connected to the shared universe shows. Right. <laughs> shared. Well, Everybody gets a shared universe. But, DC but, just kind of rebooted their re organized things too so that's a whole other conversation like exhibit like i 
like, I, dog, I saw your, I saw your shared universe, so I shared my universe through your shared universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing too. Like, does, there are there are shared universes by virtue of the fact that they just exist in the same source, but they're not shared universes for that medium, right? right. Yeah. Like, there's a DC animated shared universe, but then there's a whole bunch of other standalone DC animated films that, even though they all have a uh, shared origin, don't have a shared universe. So let's talk about Correct. what a shared universe is not, and then we can get started on topic, right? Um, Should we? Go ahead. I would love to get, can I get some clarification from you guys? Because now that I've got this uh, council of experts, what do you guys think about the Pixar shared universe? Does All that kind of fall into game. this? Yeah. Where, where it's Brave is set in the 14th century and Monsters Inc. slash Monsters U is, is in like year... Five thousand. Have you guys seen this and all that? Do you? Does that no, count? No, uh, yeah, I, I saw. I think some of that though is like fans, fan theory, and not like official Pixar. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very thinly veiled at best. But I yeah. just want to see if that I, kind of falls under this umbrella. I would consider that more Easter egg territory. Okay. Just because the, I don't think the creators said like, "Hey, that's definitely canon." That like Wally is the future of, <laughs> not quite mm. the future of Monsters Inc. But before, you know what I mean? Like. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did okay. say that. To my no, knowledge, they I don't. No, I, would I don't say, think. I would say the did. creators would have to be in 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 cahoots for that. I don't think Pete Doctor and Dan Scanlon had like a Joss Whedon and Russo <laughs> Brothers type meeting where it's like, how are we going to roll out the next ten <laughs> right, Pixar but that movies? But that doesn't that doesn't exclude them from being a shared universe, right? Uh, Planet of the Apes, all full circle shared universe because of the end of the mm-hmm. new version leading to the beginning of the old ones, right? Yeah, they didn't plan yeah. that, but that doesn't well, and that's it. Good. well, like I think Predator Two, and this is gonna get so convoluted. So if you're watching, just be so like Predator Two ends when he goes in the spaceship. There's an alien skull, right? And so yeah. I feel like that was an Easter egg, right? That's that, Easter egg. that I, I, became I a crossover in the comic books, and then became a crossover but, in that, films what, where they did an Alien versus Predator. Film, but right, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'm just gonna say I'm wrong. <laughs> There's a first um, time for everything. No, I, so so for that Easter egg though, I I think that Predator would still have to get permission to use the property, like the Geiger skull, the HR Geiger, because like, I don't think that- Are you talking they, legally or are you talking oh, socially? That's yeah, interesting. Like, we, yeah, Greg and like I were just talking about this. Do you, HR department? Because HR Geiger is who like- Geiger I mean, kind of- Geiger wasn't, it. Geiger gets only thanks Thank you, credit oh. on Aliens too. Oh, that's rough. He wasn't part of the production team or any of that, so he wasn't consulted in that. I feel like you yeah, take a drink. It's, this is gonna be crazy. So I'm glad that we all have booze in us. Like, yeah. this is gonna be nuts because it's. Uh, it, I, I think that was. I think it was an Easter egg that rolled into a crossover. Like, because <clears throat> even the Prometheus bringing in the Wyland Corporation, right? With. Yeah. Aliens and everything tied into yep. that, and then even moreover, going into Blade Runner too. Like there's so well, much and, that goes into that. And I was gonna say, that. is it is it sometimes you know you can take inspiration and, and go the other way, right? Like, did you know that by popular acceptance, the Daredevil Marvel Comics universe is a shared universe with the TMNT universe? Yeah, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. The yeah. chemicals cool. that blinded Daredevil is from the same corporation that created the ooze that created the yeah yeah the TMNT. Because that, that, that makes a bigger extended universe, though. Right, because now we have Usagi well, Yojimbo. Well, oh, Usagi and, Yojimbo, and, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Batman is having a current run with the Ninja Turtles right now. And they even did a feature film, an animated film with that. So that's Marvel and IDW all to, and DC all together. Well, and then I think Stan Sakai created yeah. Usagi Yojimbo. But like yeah. they, they, so in the comic books, though, they go back to the comic books coming together. And then in the TV show, they came together. In one of the reboots, I guess they didn't officially use Usagi Jimbo, but they just had a rabbit that kind of resembled him. It's kind of work around, like fuck off, like just get the permission to do it. But, <laughs> and I, I met him. Stan, Stan Sakai was at MegaCon in Orlando, I oh, think, nice. maybe over, maybe two decades, uh, fifteen years ago, and I met him. Guys, yeah, he he would do like free if you had like a uh, you had him sign a comic book, he would do like a drawing for you. That is awesome. Wow, that's cool. I love yeah. his art too. He is so, so good. Those oh, those stories are so. It kind of well, his art kind of reminds me of what today is the the One Punch Man, where like the faces are so simple until they get like in a serious moment, then suddenly right. Usagi has a very expressive <laughs> eyes. Right. Well, that's that's an anime manga trope anyway, right? Simple yeah. simple designs until you need it to be complicated. 
and, and not to deviate too far, but anyone anyone reading the it just came out, but there's a the the last Ronin. So yes. the, the, the yeah, so you're familiar. With it. So the last Ronin is the, the the newest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles timeline. It's very much like Old oh, Man Logan, where yeah, there's yeah. one turtle you don't know who he is at oh, first. There's right. one turtle who's left, and the spirit of his four of his three brothers are there. Oh, I don't think it's shoulder, canon because yeah. because Jenica's not there. Right, but Ninja Turtles canon's so convoluted anyway. So mm. who knows? Yeah, but I think Jenica is like hard canon now. There's like a is fifth it? turtle. Yeah. Okay. She 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 was like I think like an kind of an antihero type ninja girl. Yeah. And she has like the the Vega claws, and then she had a blood transfusion to save her life from I, one of the turtles, and then she became a ninja turtle, and she's part of the team as far as I know. She's like the yellow. She's yeah. really cool. I, I like. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jenica, but. Much much better than when they introduced the girl in the uh, short-lived television oh, version. Oh, like the, the baby blue, oh, yeah. Yeah. like kind of turtle boobs. That was so bad. That was so bad. All right, uh, so let's 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 right. uh, let's track this back just a bit, just to keep topics <laughs> topicking. Um, so, shared universes, what counts? Spinoffs count. Sequels obviously count. Um, different time periods in the same timeline counts. But deviating timelines count in the same universe, multiverse theory. Now, now, do, do multiverse things? Uh, I would say multiverse counts if in the storyline the multiverse is a thing. Crosses over. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like so, if, if there's a storyline involved in multiverse and the two know each other, then I would count that. But if it's so like mirror universe, Star Trek counts. Yeah. As a shared universe with every other Star yeah. Trek. Well, so on that note. There's R2D2 makes a brief cameo in Star Trek. Do we do we count that? Just Easter as everything egg. will go. I think go. that's an Easter egg. That's an Easter yeah, egg. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I was kind of kind of like ET in ET, well, yeah. Uh, and in the Star Wars. Falcon, the Millennium Falcon also appears. I mean, again, this is a comic, so mm-hmm. take it as you will. But appears in the Guardians of the Galaxy comic. Yeah, right. I have that one. But mm-hmm. it also appears in Lego Batman. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, to be fair, though, Lego, because Lego is just like this. Yeah, those are actual Lego like, Lego takes every single thing and just is like, it's so all everything the same. is a shared universe via Lego. <laughs> but right. their, their shared universe is an actual kid playing with real Lego. <laughs> that's like, that, I don't know. I, would, I don't know. I, I, that was I, honestly one of my favorite Batman movies, though. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, well, speaking to, to different, you know, multiverse things. The current DCTVU, 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 the Arrowverse, right, <laughs> has all of those things. Multiverse, split timelines, alternate reality versions, different time stream versions, time remnants, time bandits. Great movie. Terry Gilliam. Uh, but it's got all of those things. So, um, But you know what? Everybody is kind of familiar uh, with the current shared universe understanding of, of like the Marvel Comics Universe, the uh, mm. um, Dookie crap universe, <clears throat> the DC shared universe. <laughs> I can't. All right, one, all right. So one thing I can. I one thing I, I. I when people. I know people are going to compare MCU to DCEU. That's the easiest thing to do. No, because um, one of them is good. Well, well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is I, no comparison. No. Here, here's the thing. Comparison. I think DCEU has some good films. I thought the first Man of Steel was was okay. Um, mm-hmm. I actually liked that they dealt with like. A superhero who has to actually kill somebody like I think that moral dilemma is something we don't see enough of I wish that had carried on to the other films they act like that never happened but I thought Man of Steel that one moment was really powerful I thought Wonder Woman was good I love Shazam I actually love Shazam well yeah, it was about family and, and more to that Shazam yeah. is the, the high water mark of that franchise so far because yeah. it doesn't try to be something it's not it's um, kind of like Ant-Man to me I mean like a lot of Ant-Man it's really about like a dad or like a family yeah. trying to, you know, uh, I also feel like, um, like Marvel kind of has, has the corner on the live action universe and DC, their animated universe is really great. So, I mean, yeah. like it's, it's tough to, well, and, and you more know, to your point, like their television universe is great too, right? I appreciate mm-hmm. most of those shows. Well, they have a controlling interest in their, Batman animation and in their television show but doesn't wb you know just control all the characters well it's all one and i i think though that's the biggest problem with the dceu is marvel 
was such a big deal because Marvel finally, like in the 90s, they sold their rights to all these different studios. You had Fox with X-Men and Fantastic Four. You had Sony with Spider-Man. And and they had to work with what they had left and then backtrack. Like like getting Spider-Man, that was a big deal because that is not mm-hmm. a Marvel Studios property. They had to actually mm-hmm. like extend their universe to another studio to, to bring it in. And they, they pretty much fought and clawed to, to work with what they had and to grab what they could to put this universe together. Whereas like, DC's had all of their characters and could have done this <laughs> since the beginning and just never did. And well, so by the time they jumped on it, it looked so desperate because then I was like, well, Marvel's mm-hmm. doing it. Now we got to do it. But you could have done and this from the beginning. So so what was your excuse for not doing this? And it's know. terrible. Uh, and and, and they burn. laid out, Marvel laid out the the blueprint for it and then DC just kind of threw it by the wayside. And that's the issue is because mm. that the, the Marvel Universe had people like Josh Sweden at the helm, the Russo brothers, mm-hmm. um, and they guided it in the correct way. And they also brought in directors. They kind of did the opposite of what DC did. They brought in directors who were television, small, low-budget horror movies, and we're going to give you these properties, but you got to play by our rules, where I think DC said, mm-hmm. hey, we let Chris Nolan, who's an tour, who makes phenomenal films and makes these beautiful films, and he did well, so let's find other auteurs and let them do it. And they didn't do well. Like, it wasn't, it didn't have that cohesiveness and forethought. Well, and I think that more to your point is what Marvel is allowing their directors and producers to do is to create films in whatever genre they want and then dress them down into superhero films. Whereas DC is trying to take these great directors and producers and use and force them to create a great superhero film. I mean, Christopher well, Nolan was lightning in a bottle, but it doesn't, I mean, and well, Patty Jenkins this, did a good job too, but it's the same problem that they had with the, the monster universe too, where they just tried to make oh, these big universe. movies with these right. director and it just didn't roll out. Like it was, it was planned to be a universe. Well, the, the mummy movie was supposed to roll in. Oh, the, the dark the, universe, the dark, yeah. the new dark. Cause there, there's the old universe. Yeah. 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 So the no, dark, I mean, dark universe, which, we could talk about we. I think that'd be we can go chronologically because Evan think, Costello meet Frankenstein is one of the I think greatest crossovers of all time. And I'd be happy to do an, an hour long monologue on how great that film is. But that was like again, they didn't have the leadership and they didn't pick the right directors. Maybe I don't know. I, I just, also though I think one of the problems DCEU had. And um and I have friends who will very avidly debate against me, so I kind of feel bad. I don't have like a very DC person on here, and I don't consider myself not a DC. I like DC. I I like DC. I see. I'm sorry. I meant DC EU person. Uh, I also like my so my favorite two combo characters are Tim Drake, Robin, and Spider Man, and Doctor Doom. But Tim Drake, Robin is one of my favorites, which is kind of why. I don't care about the Batman's franchise because he's never included in it. But um, uh, one thing I think the biggest problem was DCEU is that Marvel, again, had different directors except for Edgar Wright. I really wish he had directed Ant-Man. That would have been great. Take that risk. He was like the first two, right? That could have been the Takawatiki of, yeah, whatever. They'll learn. too, right? Like, didn't they they snatch a film from him? But, 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 oh, sorry. No, I was just going to okay. say, he signed on before John Favreau, and they jerked him around for so long, I don't mm. blame him for leaving. But to what you were saying, though, is like each film kind of has, in Marvel, kind of has their own set of directors, kind of has their own style, kind of tells their own story. And I felt like DC tried to shoehorn it in. So, 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 so Man of Steel is about Superman. And again, I, I liked Man of Steel. I don't love Man of Steel, but like, I like Man of Steel. Uh, mm. I thought it had a, a one direction. It, it followed through. It was Superman. Maybe not the best Superman, but it was Superman. The direct sequel, the second in line of the EU, was a Superman sequel that was more Batman, really, than Superman. Yeah. <laughs> also introduced Wonder Woman, so and introduced the Soft Justice League, but also cameoed Cyborg, mm-hmm. Aquaman, yeah. uh, 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 Flash. Um, so you, and then and then like and here's our first view of Lex Luthor, the big bad guy. But also here's the death of <laughs> Superman storyline with Darkseid. Also. Yeah. The guy who started our universe one movie ago, he's dead now. Yeah. You believe that, right? He's definitely dead now. Yeah. In the second film, imagine if Iron Man 2, or I guess the Hulk, imagine <laughs> the Incredible Hulk rolled out and Iron Man's killed, Captain America shows up, Thor shows up, everyone just sitting there and they're all fighting freaking Thanos. Right, yeah. That would, <laughs> there wouldn't be no my, MCU. Like. My issue is like, are, is, are Batman and Superman not big enough to like carry an entire film? Like. Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight Returns is the greatest superhero comic book of all time. 
why not just copy and paste that and then just pay out your royalties and have Chris Nolan produce it? But yeah, and then as soon as they were like, oh, Wonder Woman is in this, I was like, this movie's over. This is done. <laughs> like, if you can't have Batman and Superman carry a film for you for 90 minutes, then you screwed it up. Then, then also, you need to go back to the drawing board. I would argue that DC lost kind of who they were. Because like when you watch mm-hmm. when you watch Batman v Superman, and again, I don't want to hark too much on DCEU Marvel. But um, when you look at when you look at the uh, uh, DC. He use uh, Batman v Superman. Batman, he's like a brawler. I think the fight scenes are really good, but he does like zero detective work. It's all Alfred in his ear saying, "All right, now make a left. All right, now you go over here. Put in this file." And uh, but uh, but like DC DC Comics is kind of redundant as it is. Means is Detective Comics comics. So is Detective Comics. Why is Batman not being the detective? But in the movie, problem, like problem Greg and I have yeah, talked about in this all, in all the movies. He doesn't really he does a ballistics thing in the Dark Knight. And that's about the extent of his. Detective well, yeah, because he also uses what, what Fox. Fox does all like the detective. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, I, it drives me nuts. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, should we get back to crossovers, though? I feel like we're, <laughs> should we cross back? Let's back go over back to back to the 30s. The, Let's go to, to the, the, Universal yes. Monster. <laughs> Yeah, is that um, the first major yes. crossover in how is Abbott and Costello and Frankenstein? Uh, no, 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 no. Yes, in universe, uh, in film, not. in film, Godzilla. God, when no, was Godzilla was the fifties. Okay. Godzilla and King Kong is much later on. Yeah. Well, King Kong is the thirties. Right. Godzilla. Well, when they God, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so before Abbott and Costello, Frankenstein meets Wolfman is nineteen forty three. Okay. As, okay. I believe that is the first crossover. And they do a really good job, too, of, like, humanizing, like, Wolfman is actually a pretty redeemable character in this one. Yeah, kind of always is. He always yeah. is kind of the, you root for him, even though he's, yeah. he's fucked up. And then Frankenstein is kind of like the Hulk, like someone's got to stop him. Um, and then, and I also, no, no, uh, it's not. Um, but, but also, I like that they use the term meets. It's like Abbott, Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman. Frankenstein yeah, right. meets. It doesn't have like that aggressive. Or they'll have like House of. They had like House of Dracula, House of Frankenstein. Right. But it's not like Marvel v Superman or like Civil War. It's like yeah. uh, uh, meet Frankenstein. <laughs> right, right. Just like hanging uh, out. <clears throat> I do think it is cool that a lot of a lot of the uh, classic monsters do meet Scooby Doo as well because they're also well, from the sixties. Yeah. Mm. They're also oh, a shared yeah, universe. That. So. Um, it is kind of the godfather of that, right? Them, then yeah, puts them course. all like everybody, into every, our... Scooby-Doo meets everybody eventually. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then puts them into for... our real world because as the, like we talked earlier about meeting the pro wrestlers and they have like the celebrities on there all the time. <laughs> so then it just like yeah. wraps it up and makes everybody real. Hey guys, this is a talking dog. So. And, and I've been watching a lot of the, the Universal Classic. If anyone, if anyone listening to this or watching this has not seen the Universal Classic Monsters, uh, many, most of them are on Peacock for free. Um, oh, nice, the, yeah. Some of the big ones like Wolfman, uh, the Mummy. Some of the big ones are are subscription only, but like Dracula's on there, um, nice. Bride of Frankenstein's on there. Uh, I actually really liked. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen this on here, but Dracula's daughter was actually really good and definitely mm-hmm. had some underlying like homosexuality, which is kind of <sighs> goes into to Marvel. Uh, with like the X Men franchise, where like she's trying to cure her vampirism, and uh, oh nice, yeah, it, it's 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 a really I think ahead of its time film that like everyone focuses on Bride of Frankenstein, which she's, I mean, spoiler alert, she ain't barely in the movie, right? Oh yeah, she gets like the last <laughs> she, three minutes, she, she wakes up, hisses, and years. explodes. Yeah, I don't know why she's on the cover, like, and, and she I, looks I think cool. The, they they okay. do marketing. <laughs> to be fair though, I think it's a, kind of a double entendre because I think when people think Bride of Frankenstein, they think her like the the frizzy Marge Simpson hair, but in, mm-hmm. in this one, unlike the first film, yeah, for the first Frankenstein, be damned. Uh, Doctor Frankenstein does run away with his, I believe, his fiance. Like yeah. Frankenstein saves Doctor Frankenstein and his fiance, so you can kind of look at Bride of Frankenstein being really the story about the Doctor and his fiance instead of the monster and his monster, his Eve, the, the monster, <laughs> yeah. Eve. yeah, 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 evil, evil. <laughs> <laughs> So going uh, off months, should we go chronologically? How do we want to talk I, about it? Like, because well, one thing they, I, I one thing I wanted to bring up about the MonsterVerse before we leave it is that I think that a lot of these shared universes in film, I can't speak for everything. A lot of shared universes in film, I think, are tied to 
real life conflict. So when you have the MonsterVerse that started in, uh, especially when they start fighting each other, like say Wolfman versus Frankenstein, that was 1943, that was the end of the, uh, World War II. Um, then you had Iron Man start the MCU. That was the Iraq War. That was, that was, right, that was what, 2000? Right. What was it, 2000? Anyone know? Marvel? I'm not sure. I don't know when that started. Um, well, it was, I think, the end of the Bush administration. Yeah. Was, was, I mean, he's fighting in the Middle East. It's all about uh, 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 weapons of mass destruction and not really the, oh, we're aiding the weapons of mass destruction? You mean <laughs> Desert Storm? Yeah. Um, so, so I, and also leading into the, the Godzilla monster verse, which is the atomic age, the Cold War, I think a lot of these shared universes uh, where monsters, especially when they come together to fight a bigger evil, is kind of a, a telling, I think, of major wars and major conflict around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's really interesting. I mean, that's that could be said about the, the franchises themselves in general, right? Like, um, X Men is a direct result of the same thing, right? That kind mm-hmm. of atomic age yeah. situation. Um, Superman um, is, you know, the, the American dream via Jewish immigrants, right? Hmm. The, the the ultimate. Um, yeah. Well, and, and X Men was a lot of experiment. Ra- X Men was a lot of racial stuff too. It was yeah. just a more and palatable the civil way movement. Civil rights yep. movement at all. It was a more palatable sense. way of doing it. Um, yeah. Right. Well, they're not black. They're mutants. Yeah. <laughs> they're not gay. They're not they're gay. They're, yeah. 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 They just have weird powers. But but also, I mean, again, in, in the Universal Monsterverse, like she's she's not gay. Right. She's a vampire. Oh right. Well, I mean, we can yeah, talk about the homoerotic yeah. nature of vampirism at all. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> one definitely. Well, I mean, they you are argue, naturally romantic. You can also like Wolfman. Wolfman is kind of kind of in the same thing. Oh, you mean well, like, well, like Wolfman? Translate? I would say with Wolfman and 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 vampires, though, both are like agents of nature. Like a werewolf is a being of nature. That's not a scientific experiment, and he's fighting against the nature that was brought onto him. So. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Like he transforms in a moon, like vampires. Like they can't really help being a vampire once you're a vampire. You can't help being a werewolf during a full moon. Uh, And so both try to seek a cure. A lot of times, the familiars for vampires want to be vampires. There are very few people that are out there like, make me a werewolf. (laughs) Okay, I'm team werewolf all the way. Oh yeah, werewolf. You, you, I'm team werewolf. That's about it. Lichens forever. Yeah, the werewolves, I'm not swearwolves. Werewolves, yeah, not swearwolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> so on that, what? So now that we're talking about social commentary in films and the way it has to do with what a uh, social commentary does, uh, Freddy versus Jason have to do, and did we enjoy that movie? Because I feel like well. I'm out. I feel like I'm on an island where because I don't like I don't like uh, the Jason movies. I don't like Friday the Thirteenth, but I do enjoy Freddy Krueger. I like Freddy versus Jason. Okay. I enjoyed. I, I enjoy it for what it was. I can take off my thinking cap and eat some popcorn and watch people get slashed. To I, death. Feel, I feel like that movie came out in a time. If I have to like think about what could be like the the behind, you know, like the subconscious motives. Uh, mm. I think that was in kind of a time of prosperity. That was kind of in a time where we can have dumb fun. Um, the sequels, uh, we're not there to be scared. We're there just because it's it's stupid and it's fun. Yes. Uh, uh, Freddie and Jason have both long overstayed their welcome in turn in the horror world like they're both wisecracking kind of kind of chucky did the same thing so i think in the chucky sequels brought a chucky they, were kind of, they all they all by the time that that came out was all just kind of for fun well and okay I, let's I, talk about that for a million minute sequels and leading up to that point i'll say too. deviate from that a minute so when it comes to horror movies true horror movies the first one um is always going to be like this great riveting piece of filmmaking not always but the good ones <laughs> are this riveting piece of filmmaking the second sequel usually becomes either an action film or an adventure film with horror elements the third mm. sequel becomes something ridiculous that is not anyway halloween it doesn't three? matter yeah it doesn't matter if it's halloween <laughs> how it first off how dare you <laughs> no, 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 no 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 three i i i love halloween i love it too I but is it not ridiculous I, did it not go oh, straight yeah. off with ridiculous well, you're saying snakes coming out of some kid's face because he watched a blinky television is ridiculous get out of town <laughs> yeah no i think you're talking about I, I wish they had stuck with the, the 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 i wish they had stuck with rotating a new story every time yeah. I actually mm. i actually yeah, like I, that one as well if you yeah. if you watch halloween three and think of it as it's own film or put it at the beginning of it 
It's a Halloween it movie. Fits in better. Yeah, like it it's fits called in, Halloween. It's so, but like when they tie in like Stonehenge yeah. has to do with this, and like it's to bring back, <laughs> bring people's faith in trick or treat or whatever it is. Yeah, it's out of control. It's ridiculous. But, but it's that's the what most I mean. Bizarre I mean, whether it's, whether it's Halloween, whether it's Friday the Thirteenth, whether it's Terminator, right? The first Terminator film is a horror film, yeah. whether you believe that or not. Techno R, techno R film. They created their own genre. Yeah, tech horror. That was just uh, thriller. But it's. I would. But it's, I mean, I would argue it. I would argue it. It's. It, it. It. does seep into the horror genre. It was like, scary. Yeah. He was. He was scary. Like the effects and everything was like believable. That was scary. It was, oh. and they weren't just like running the whole time. They was like. It wasn't like he I feel like in the sequel. Him. I feel like in the sequel they're like let's fight back, and this one is like let's just fucking run. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's a survival film. Yeah. Um, right. So. I lost my point. Oh, yeah. So by the third sequel, it gets ridiculous and off the rails anyway. And so by the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh sequel, it doesn't matter. Right. I, okay. So one thing, I, uh, just my point, I, I actually, third film I, was bad. The ending terrified me with yes. the nuclear bombs. That okay. was actually, yeah. that, that made me think. The ending is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but why is it on this movie? <laughs> like, yeah. Also, no, I agree. It, I agree. If, if I was anyone listening who's never heard of the Transform, Transformers, Jesus, Terminator. Uh, uh, Terminator before, I would watch one, watch two, and skip straight to Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually love that. That is a good show. Hashtag that? Lena Hetty. Yeah. Lena the, Hetty. Yeah. Wasn't the new and Summer Glow in the Glau. second one? Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Yeah, yeah. But that was a... So they showed showed one close-up, like, ground-level version of it. This showed a panning of the world as the bombs are being set off by Skynet. And you see the the globe basically turn into Land of Ooh from Adventure Time. I hate to admit this, but Terminator 3 is the only one of the Terminator movies that I have seen thus far. And I've seen bits and pieces of the other one. And you were the Terminator. You were to the Terminator at Universal Studios. I was from the second one. Oh my god. Those are two of the greatest movies of all time. Those are both on my top 50 favorite movies of all time. Terminator and Terminator 2. And I've had had it for three years and I just have not watched it. Terminator 2 may be the greatest action movie of all time. Well, I would say T1 and T2 have the same alien vibes where Alien 1 is a hard horror, like definitely a horror film. 2 is like, it's a fun, it's an action sci-fi film. I don't think it's a coincidence that Cameron did Terminator and and Aliens. Right. Right. What were you saying, Armed? Um... See that? So, yeah. Um, Salvation. Did nobody here like Salvation Terminator? I did. I liked it. The MG, McG. Was that the Christian yes. Bale or was that? Yeah, was I cool. liked it. People hate that movie. I enjoyed it. I liked Salvation. I didn't I didn't hate it, but where, it didn't do anything for me. Where, like if I never saw it again, I'd be fine. That was where Christian Bale did that, what, you know, screaming at the guy for walking around his mm, lights yeah. and say he was going to tear him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I did like. Yeah, Salvation. you're gonna fault Christian Bale for his method acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I would say though, one, one, one of the biggest problems I think wasn't the film itself, but like the trailer ruined one of the biggest yes. twists. Yes, right. Like, yeah. why would you do that? That would that that well, made me once I saw it, I'm like, they did that for T two as well. For uh, I'm, is that the one you're talking about? Or are you talking about well, Salvation? In, in Salvation. Yeah, in Salvation. Salvation. So in Salvation. I don't want a spoiler alert. I'm gonna say spoiler alert now. So when like in the trailer, they're like. John, we're here to talk to John Connor. Baxter's like, oh, I'm a Terminator. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, well, they did the same thing. That? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They did the same thing with T2. Spoiler alert um, for that movie that's been out for 30 some odd years. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but in the trailer, uh, they showed the cop, and like initially you think like, oh, he's he's the good guy. He's gonna save him from. And then yeah. the Arnold stands up and is like, hey, I'm here to save you. It's like, what? Oh, what? what? Yeah. You, if you, want you can that's a that great for twist. the fucking movie? Come with me. Yeah. If you want to live. Come with me. That's if you a really good like twist, too. I think, I think that, that was kind of to set up who the hero background. But also, I feel like it was kind of say, like, hey, so we have this new, like, reflective CGI that we really want you to. That's what brought people in. It's yeah. like, oh, this bad guy can stretch. Okay. But I feel like Salvation. That wasn't any effect we hadn't seen from <laughs> aliens. <laughs> like alien already had the cyborg well, body missing that we'd never seen on the uh, machine war. We didn't. We didn't. There was never a deep dive into the future war, and Salvation gave us that perspective, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, but so um, did the Matrix. Nah. <laughs> Animatrix. Animatrix. Now nah, that's that that's is. Good. Quality. <laughs> Some quality right there, maybe. All right. Uh, we're, we're, where are we at? Toho? Are we at Toho? Toho, yeah. 
So I call it the Tohoverse. I want to call it the Monsterverse, but I feel like Universal kind of had it first. There's the Universal Monsterverse, but then there's the Monsterverse. The Kaijuverse. Uh, How about that? I call yeah, but the Toho did them all. Um, That's one of the ones I don't think people realize is uh, a shared universe. So like I know, I mean, Godzilla um, fights everybody. Right, but but I think most people understand it as Godzilla fights people in Godzilla films, and I know people know King Kong versus Godzilla, right. but uh, what I don't think people understand. So Godzilla came out in 1954. Um, two years later, Rodan came out in his own film. Yeah, well, right. he's not a Godzilla character. Rodan is a Toho big monster film. He was on his own. Um, Mothra was the same in 1961. Uh, right. So so Mothra was his own standalone <laughs> film. How but, boring would a Mothra? Well, oh no 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 no! It is not boring. It is not boring. Really? So so Mothra is is there's these the two giant there's these moth two no city. So so it's it's brought together by these magical twins that land on Earth. It ate so the, many holes. Nice. It's it's oh, so much. Yeah. It's not just a big moth. It's not just a big moth. It's it's a. It's no, a I believe you. I'm just be, I'm being a. a yeah, but in this one, it just like fly directly into the sun and be like, yeah. oh, what? there's the light. Roll out the mothballs, everyone. <laughs> it's definitely a way more bizarre film than it has any right to be, but um, but yeah. So 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 at least Rodan, Mothra, King Kong, they absolutely did not share a Godzilla verse until they're after their own respective nice. films, right? Uh, nice. Which I, I that. yeah, um, a lot of people did, did they know King Kong? Cause he came out in the '30s, but but yeah, Rodan and Mothra, they're their own. They're all Toho, but so here's another here's my, share. Oh, go ahead. My, we'll make this quick. My quick question is: I understood it that Godzilla only appears when the world needs to be saved, and yes, he causes massive amounts of collateral <laughs> damage to do it. But so so okay. So so Mothra and Rodan, I, and I haven't seen these. Um, are they attacking I, the world? Is that why Godzilla is like, ah, hold on a I, second, I, guys? Yeah. So Rodan, for sure. I don't remember if Mothra is or not. I don't. I feel like Mothra is more like a, a originally was kind of a bad bad moth, but then eventually it becomes like these weird, crazy Jeez. twin spirits. Uh, and, and Mothra is actually Definitely. the go-to like uh, sidekick kind of to Godzilla. Like Mothra, yeah. she she helps Even Godzilla ones. pretty frequently. Yeah, Rodan is normally kind of like you don't know where he's gonna go. He helps sometimes. He's an asshole sometimes. Um, <laughs> oh, he's the pterodactyl one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's like this yeah. this giant fire. Monster, he's yeah. like a lava right. lava lava kaiju. Um, but Godzilla, the first film was kind of a horror film. I think he was mm-hmm. more like this is what nuclear war will lead to. Yes. Oh, yeah. and I think eventually mm-hmm. he became into oh other things are. Earth, and then well, this is my place. That's right. No, and then no, Godzuki no. comes into the comes Godzuki. into the falls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, on the, did you guys like Shin Godzilla? Did you guys see it? I, I saw Shin Godzilla. It was very good. I I loved was it. Really weird. It was really weird. Like the it the was. I loved it. The it was, scene yeah. where he kind of comes down, shoots all the beams out, is one of the better just scenes in recent I, film history. Yeah, I, really and like I, I feel like that was a good. I thought it was one of the most solid because um, a lot of them are kind of hard to watch. They're just so slow. And most of the the biggest problem with the Godzilla films, I would say, Kaiju films in general, they yeah, really focus on the human element that is so boring. They don't that's pick the point, right? That's well, the, this, well, but they don't pick interesting. Shin, they don't pick interesting humans to follow. Because <laughs> Shin, Shin did such a good job because I think a lot of it had to do with their their waiting to to. Uh, to attack Godzilla or how to do had a lot to do with their response to the tsunami. Right. And the yeah. one it went with the new so that's why I felt like that went hand in hand. And they I, I, I thought, thought they knocked it out of the park. I, I really the enjoyed shit. Legendary Godzilla I thought was pretty good. Um they did do the bait and switch though, where they're like, "Oh, you love Brian Cranston? Did you oh, yeah. just watch? Yeah. Did you just watch Breaking Bad? You'll be in there for two minutes." Well, they did that. It had a few silly, had a few silly moments that kind of took me out of it, but I did overall. It was it was a positive. The, uh, I, I thought, but I thought I thought that one was good because they always. And I'm not the one. I, I saw this on. So I may have been quarter crew mentioned it with uh, in, in regards to Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. uh, where they did this mm-hmm. in the first Pacific Rim, but not in the second Pacific Rim. So they did this with Godzilla as well. Everything is told from a human's eye view, which really makes you kind of Cloverfield style really fear Godzilla. Like he's not he's not attacking you, but you are so helpless and you oh, feel yeah. so yeah. incredibly small that even though he is trying to fight something that is attacking you, he doesn't notice you there. Right. You're nothing to him. Well, yeah. isn't um, that isn't that why Batman went after Superman in SVB? Yeah, kind of, except yeah. Superman did like, notice. He, it, well, 
Um, so I to, to transition, and I agree, and that's why I think it works best when it does give that social commentary. But yeah, some of those films are so old and so uh, drawn mm. out. But a monster shared universe. Did you guys? What'd you think about um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I like the comic effort compared. Oh, to I love the comic books subsequently. Because your face is on the. I don't. Feel, I look better here than. It's my face. like a. <laughs> Alex G was like a. a a weak penny dreadful yeah, yeah. where uh, and and well okay let me let me let me piggyback on that too lxg was was trying to capitalize on something that it didn't quite understand how to produce well and also i think they had they had what a lot of films have where it's like oh there's not an american character Tom Sawyer. I'm like, you know, oh, put Pecos yeah. Bill in there. Like, you put Tom Sawyer. Like, <laughs> no, super, no. this is right this, up your alley for this. This is why you could do a whole segment on LSU. This is why Batman <laughs> Superman stunk. Stick to the it, stick to the source material. Alan Moore is one of the greatest comic book writers, if not the greatest comic book writer of all time. Mm. Just do his story. But Just I, do I his story. Know, he also hated line. when they did Watchmen. He he well, was like, yeah. please well, do he, not, do not. There's more. There's more to it because they stole the rights for a lot of his comic books. And when gotcha. he wrote Watchmen, part of the reason why it's not the Blue Beetle and it's Owl Man and why it's not Captain Adam and it's uh, Doctor Manhattan Dr. is Manhattan. because he was told that these were going to be his characters, right? And sure. that that if he d- chose these characters, he would have the rights. And they kind of said. Well, just kidding. You had the rights for however long. You didn't do anything with the properties. Now they're ours, and now we're going to make a ton of money off of them. And so he said, screw you, DC. I'm never doing a popular comic character ever again. And so that's where that comes from. So he doesn't even watch the movies. He's just like, screw these guys, do whatever. And so, and good on him, he gives all the writers or the, the artists, the, the rights mm. for the movies or whatever royalties he began from DC. But nice. yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah, well, okay. ca- kind of, I mean, so I I feel like, I would I would feel like uh, I would put um, Leo Turner in, in, in that guilty pleasure zone of like Van yeah. Helsing. <laughs> if it's on. Like the Van Helsing <laughs> zone. Where like, yeah. where like if oh, it's God. on, oh, this, yeah, I know, but it's fun. Like it's fun. Driving a six wheeled car through Venice, just destroying it. Like, yeah, like okay. it's not, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not good, but like, I like it. I just, I just didn't understand. And, and I love Tom, Tom Sawyer is my favorite book. Like Tom Sawyer is other than Jurassic Park. Tom Sawyer is my favorite literary character, but I still am like, I can watch a film without an American accent in it. Okay, I, I don't, I have a, I, I don't need that. I have a question, comment. I don't know where this is coming from, but we talking about literary, um, literary crossover books and characters. LXG and and more to the point, Penny Dreadful. Um, like in chat, I was yeah, Jules Jules Verne type things coming together, right? Don't we have don't we have that somewhere already too? You're talking about like. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, something like. Well, that's not Jules Verne, obviously. Right. Oh, you mean Jules Verne from Back to the Future uh, Three? Yeah. Jules Brown and and Verne Brown. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was a cross. (laughs) Well, well, I'm not sure if like Twenty Thousand Leagues and 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 he did what? uh, Did you Time Machine? That's H.G. Wells. Yeah, H.G. Wells. He did uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yes. I don't know if they crossed over. I do. I do know, like, in a similar vein, though, to to Penny Dreadful and especially League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. One comic that got I it screwed, um, and this I think upset my wife more than me. Uh, the Fables. So Fables is an awesome oh, comic yeah. where it crosses yeah. over like Boy Blue. You have Snow White. You have Big B, like Big Bad Wolf, and their 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 endurance is based on how much people, how relevant they are in pop culture. So obviously, with Disney being in their universe, Snow White, she can die and come right back. But Boy Blue, no. Um, and, and from my understanding is uh, that, that, that I think it was Vertigo slash DC pitched, yeah. pitched freaking, and this is before the buyout of Marvel, they pitched Fables to Disney. Disney turned them down of course and, then immediate, and then immediately made Once Upon a Time. Yeah. 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 You knew well, what's going to happen. Okay, let's yeah. talk about yeah. that for a minute. Um, Grimm's Fairy Tales at all, right? There's lots of, I mean... Shows like Supernatural, where they they pull traditional monster tropes, um, hmm. the, all the spinoffs of the Grimm's characters, where you know these fairy tales are only in a shared universe because the brothers Grimm put them together, right? But does that count? 
I think so, right? Let's see why not. Wait, so so you're saying since like so so Grim does Grim though doesn't doesn't grab onto another existing property though they're just like literary they're characters all the Grim as well. Brothers. Right, right, but but when we're but I, I mean, mean like, what were Hansel and Gretel in? Isn't that Grim Brothers? Yeah, it is. Well, Hansel a lot of the Grim, but a lot of the Grim stories are kind of in several other things. So the Grim's Grim wrote a version of like Little White Cap, but it's Little Red Riding Hood that existed. Like so, they I think put a lot of spins on existing oral tales. Right, right, but uh, like. Um, like that movie, Grimm, right? Brothers Grimm, uh, what Matt Damon. Grimm's, yeah. Uh, there's a book series my kids are reading now, The Sisters Grimm, where it's modern, but it's all the characters you know and love. It's Snow White, Cinderella, it's, it's all these characters. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... I, that I, is in the uh, universe. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph goes in there with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then we talked about the Lego yeah. movie earlier. That's like meta, uh, yeah. meta crossover. Right? Yeah. You know? Um... But Where I would say the Mortal Kombat franchise is the same way. Uh, Soul Calibur franchise is the same about, way. About Terminator, because Terminator was just in that, and so was John Rambo oh, and Jason yeah. and, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Rambo and Jason and Freddy. We're, we talk about feature films. If it's not a feature right. film, right. you don't count, all right? Um, okay, so, so we're okay well, but Rambo and Terminator are feature films, so now the Mortal Kombat. But Combat. it was in a video game. Well, Mortal Kombat was, was also a feature film, film so. A feature film. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, okay, got um, feature film or feature. No, I'm just, I'm just goofing. <laughs> well, because there is, I mean, there's great. The I was right because I'm comic books. I love the comic books. And mm. Terminator, Terminator, and Aliens is a great crossover. And I think Frank Miller either produced or edited one of those comic books and did a great job. But there's a bunch of those good ones there. But there, there's phenomenal. also though, there's also though, like, and we may have touched on this at the beginning, where there are like meta references where like if you watch yeah. us uh at the beginning of us you see that he owns the film chud right which tells you that there are people living under the ground who are you know and and so in his existence it's meta he the movie chud came out like same with lego movie like it's kids playing with the same lego sets that are out right now Is so like i feel in record Eckler ralph is the same Casper? way I feel like Dan. I feel like that is actually a crossover because he's okay. All right. <laughs> well, because he's not Dan Aykroyd. He actually has he's like his, his yeah. Or, uh, he has his name Bankman, tag on. What's his name? Yeah. Um. He. Yeah. I. Th- I think that might actually be a crossover because okay. he even says All who right. you're gonna call. He's wearing his legit outfit with his name on it. I okay. actually. I think that is a crossover. But but but, but Never mind. does a crossover necess- necessarily create a shared universe? Right, or is it just like an Easter egg? Well, I'll call into attention for this um, New Girl and Brooklyn Nine Nine because there is an episode where Jess from New Girl is driving a car, and Andy Samberg—I'm blanking on his name right now—his um, character in Brooklyn Nine Nine, Jake commandeers Peralta. her car. Yes, Peralta commandeers her car because he's chasing some sort of perp, and then they get stuck in traffic, and they have to have this dialogue, and it's never. I don't even think brought up that her name is Jess, but like she's she's clearly Jess from New Girl. Oh yeah, but well, to the same degree, like Doug Heffernan appears in Doug Heffernan from King of Queens appears mm-hmm. in Everybody Loves Raymond, even though he already is a character in that show. Now he's two characters in that show, and he also, <laughs> even before his show was a show, appeared in the Cosby Show as well, Doug I, Heffernan. I, okay. Well, like, I feel like though the difference though with Casper is well, like when yeah. you say watch the reboot, uh, when you watch like the reboot of. Well, I don't know, sequel, reboot, whatever you'd call the latest Ghostbusters movie with the girls in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, where, like, where um, um, Ray, not Ray, Ray is Dan Aykroyd, um, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Where Wilson cameo, mm-hmm. and it, but not as his character, he plays yeah. uh, Leslie Johnson's dad. So right. that, to me, yeah. is not a crossover. But since Dan Aykroyd played Ray in Casper, in his suit, and says, who you gonna call, not us? He's referring to the other people and the Ghostbusters. I actually, I think that is a legitimate crossover. There's not like a follow-up to it, it is but a I do think... Does it, does it create that, a whole universe around that moment? So does that mean that... I would, I would say that's a shared universe. Okay. So, so I will say, so I, I'll bounce back at that, but you, E.T. earlier said E.T.'s not where Star Wars characters are in the E.T. movie, and E.T. is definitely Oops. in... The Star Wars. Wars I would say E.T. No, it's brief. It is brief. It's definitely there. But I just love. I love the distinction. I think it's. But but I think I think E.T. That's the fun part of this. But I think E.T.'s is meta because this takes place in a galaxy far, far away, and hardly anyone knows who Yoda is. Yeah. So why would we know who Yoda is 
light years away. Yeah, several a million years. Yes, so so I, I would. Feel, he's I would also like, a time traveler, and well, you know, I, I, would, I would feel. I would feel like <laughs> yeah. light speed. Then you're a time traveler by definition. So. But I would, I would feel like the. That's no, but, that, but that's ET. That's there not. That's not. That's not us. That, where I feel like the Yoda yeah. costume was human beings who made a mold of a Yoda costume because of the Star Wars movies. I would say in the case of E.T., no. You can argue in the case of the prequels, yes. Okay. How about, um, how about the... Does it because well, Elliot's uh, playing with like the, the Hasbro does it toys. Matter where the, does it matter where the, the, the universe well, comes well, together? I would, I would say, I would say Cause yeah. Cause in, the, in the case of E.T., it's shared... In the same way the Lego movie is, they're toys based on a movie you've seen. Oh, in yeah, no, 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 I don't disagree with he's you playing there. But I'm saying, since the prequels establish that E.T. exists in this universe, doesn't that mean, I mean, it's not like, okay, well, the universe only started existing at this point, right? Doesn't it, Well, I point, mean, retroactively? Maybe. Uh, and I don't, I, I would say you may have to dig on this. If, if Spielberg is in on it, yeah. But there is, right. there is a scene Hold in, on. say, in uh, Frozen. Making him on the horn. There's there's a scene in Frozen where yeah, where uh, hey. <laughs> well there's a scene in Frozen where Fro, uh, uh, Flynn and, and 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 Rapunzel show up, um, kind of as a cameo. Yeah, yeah, but when they asked the creators of that movie, like, hey, so you guys put your characters in there? Like, no, they just kind of did that as an Easter egg. We didn't even know they did that. I'm wondering though if that's the case. If that's the case, where like if you blink, you miss it. Et characters. If that's the case, I'd still call that an Easter egg because like. If Spielberg's okay. all in, it's like, yes, that's their race. You, this is what they're doing. I would feel different about it, and I just don't know the answer to that. So so I guess the, the answer, you have to have some sort of dialogue, just like where if you're on a film set, you get a pay increase. If you're a background actor, you get mm. X amount of money. If you say yeah. one line, you get X amount of money. If you say three lines, three lines, you get paid as a principal. And so if you get your three lines in, then you count. Does Then it's well, a shared no, universe that forges that the steel. There's an okay. exception to that. Vincent Vega. Oh, with the Vega brothers? The Vega brothers in Tarantino. Vic and, oh, Vic and Vincent. Da, 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 Reservoir da, da, dogs da, da, across. Well, yeah, I think we've we've <laughs> confirmed that all that. But but there are more. It's more than just the Vega brothers that are connected. There's red apple cigarettes. There's so many other things in that universe. Well, yeah, I mean, there's an in Death Proof. No, but there's so that would be the other caveat is that there's you have different things. So you need you know, Django. You either Django's need three, in Magnificent Seven. You need three lines of dialogue or three con, like different things that well, have to coincide to and connect though. the universes. We're well, back to Pizza Planet because there's always a reference to the next Pixar film and the previous Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, that Toyota truck, that delivery truck, is the pizza, in almost the pizza so, the truck. Yeah. So those are two. So is three the magic number? Is that what we need to walk away with? If you have three <laughs> three sentences or three, well, but uh, I think well, there, how, I think there like, is I think there is like a level though of ownership where like three say is the magic when, number. But when you watch like Toy, and I know this isn't a crossover because it's both Toy Story. But when you watch Toy Story, I think it's three, and you see the garbage man wearing the skull shirt. They ask the creators, "Is that Sid?" And they said, "Yes, that is Sid." So I feel like if if if, they're, if you're if you're watching Pizza Planet, I mean, it's like Texaco is in a bunch of backgrounds mm. of our movies too like that might just be their way of like well we're not okay. really filming so that's just the gas station we already have the template for this gas station yeah 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 but, but what about but, something but number like three big mart or well, whatever it is she is said i got number three for for big mart. for rex over here number three is a113 studio oh, yeah because it's always on like the license also plates in, in the building Pixar film so maybe yeah. maybe but Pixar that's is but, connected. But that's also in non-Pixar films, though. That's also in Disney animated studio films. Right, and the oh, Disney Pixar yeah, Six the office, right, or like the building was, number. Their, it's, their it's a school. I think it's, it's right. is it yeah. USC? It's, it's, it's classroom or UCLA. Oh, Calarts, Calarts, Calarts. It's the classroom. So, so how do you, what about something like Gravity Falls um, connecting to Rick and Morty? Yes, because like I mean, I I would almost say that that's cheating because they're both like, oh yeah, there's like a million. Universe. What is this? Here, I'd love to hear episode. it. Okay, okay. I didn't know this. It is confirmed, though. I think it's confirmed Harrison, that they, they worked Harrison, on it. Harrison, you that. can explain this better than me because I haven't watched either show in quite some time. Well, I say, I don't know. So, anyone who, who listens to this who knows the Tailgate podcast, you know that uh, Gravity Falls is absolutely in our wheelhouse. Uh, I own the movie. I love Gravity Falls. One of my favorite shows. Uncle Stan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so there's a scene, and I think it's, I think it's season. Two, yeah. where um, uh, Grunkle Stan has a flashback to his brother. He has a twin brother. Yeah. Um, where he gets sucked into the Stargate. I mean, not officially a Stargate, but 
is the Stargate. It's Stargate. And when he gets sucked in, uh, his brother gets sucked in, and then um, Grunkle Stan, he almost gets sucked in. But what gets sucked in next to him is, uh, you know, the Mystery Shack has that question mark. There's a notepad with a question mark and a pencil or a pen. And they both get sucked in together. And I think it's in the very first... I think it's the very first episode of Rick and Morty where he does the the kind of Scooby Doo gag or the the hall the hallway of doors yeah. where he opens up like six portals. But when he opens oh, up one, you yeah. see the same the same exact notepad and the same exact pencil or pen uh, fall through one of the portals with a question mark on it and everything. And when he was asked about it, like I mean, Alex Alex Hirsch um, was on Gravity Falls. He plays um, the time traveler. Actually, yeah. he plays what's his name. Blendon Blandon. Blendon Blandon. Yeah, he plays Blendon Blandon. So, and and they definitely they definitely had a lot of, um, uh, uh, I guess, creative crossovers. Um, and so that was definitely that like a confirmed, and, um, like it was a deliberate one, it was a deliberate nod to each other, right? And community uh, as well. Um, Dan Harmon oh yeah. had community well, in the the Hive Mind episode of Rick and Morty, right? So so Rick and Morty also do a, a Simpsons gag too, right? They're in the couch gag, and then the Simpsons and Adventure are Time. in with uh, yeah yeah in yeah. Adventure Time, and then the Simpsons have done a crossover with Family Guy, so they're all oh, that's right they're all in together. How Is do that you what we're saying? Those? Yeah, right, yeah. That, that, that spills into our multiverse. Multiverse, yeah. And I think Rick and Morty okay. is the core of that. Like right, Adventure so okay. Time has never cameoed the Simpsons, uh, or or you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and even though, but even in Rick and Morty, one of the Rick and Mortys is a Mabel and Dipper Morty. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So with a hat and everything. So I feel like those two are very deliberate and had yeah. permission from the creators. I would, I mean, I, again, I feel like a lot of it is not just what makes it the difference between an Easter egg or a nod or an homage is we knew we talked about it. We knew we were right. doing this. That is right. a crossover. Um, I feel like in the, in the, in terms of Casper, I do. Th- I would assume if you're going to have the actual outfit that says Ray on it, who you're going to call? I mean, I feel like that would have to have jumped through a couple hoops to get to that point. I, I could know. be wrong. The, the, I uh, think the 90s was the wild the west in filmmaking terms, right? <laughs> I, I agree with That's that. That's true. I, I mean, well, like, I think it gets about all those Ghostbusters, right? Because Bill Murray also definitely does whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, right. Well, but yeah, he, I, but this I'm guy sure. used the outfit. He had the actual yeah. like movie costume and used the real name of his character. Yeah, you just pay for it. Uh, right, but if you pay for it, then I think that makes it a crossover. Whereas, like, okay. if you just paint your own uh, uh, or have a well, hockey mask, I can front, or if you pay for it eventually. Hmm, right, right. <laughs> ask, ask forgiveness later. I was yeah. going to say though, going back to Django, I and, and maybe I misspoke. I thought Django officially did cameo in the Magnificent Seven, the new he one. Sh- yeah, in the remake, yeah. and also in the comic books, he crosses over with Zorro, and that's going to be the sequel. To the actual Django live-action franchise, Zorro. Yeah, uh, uh, well, Django and Zorro have they, their own spinoff in the comic books that they they're trying did, yeah. to bring. It's really they're good try- too. But they're bringing it into at least they're talking. They're trying to bring it into the live-action universe as well, where Django Unchained cameo. And <laughs> Tarantino wrote the comic book, right? Or at least yeah. oversaw I think, yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. Re- it's really good. Um, to backtrack a little bit here, um, ET exists in Star Wars. Comes into the future, heals Elliot. ET is a force user. Oh well, he can also fly though. Yeah, in a spaceship. Yeah. No, no, he can fly no, on a bicycle. On the bike. He can just, oh, like, bike. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah, he can straight right. up. Yeah, he can straight up fly, and he can. Yeah. He can also though like sink souls with you, like right. like um, voodoo doll style. Oh you know, yeah, because yeah, yeah, Elliot so, like, yeah, works out. But he likes Reese's pieces because Eminem didn't have enough faith in the film. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who likes Coca Cola? Mac and me. Mac, I was gonna Mac say and Mac and me. And me. Baby. <laughs> Paul Red looking. Right, well, okay, okay. Paul hey, Red for uh, this is our two minutes. So, um, closing thoughts, guys. What do you think? <laughs> Share universe closing thoughts. Well, um, I mean, ET is include- a Jedi. ET is a Jedi. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, I've never heard of a Jedi though that can't survive off his own damn planet. That's weak. <laughs> um, <laughs> They had Never to said he was a good to go one. into the water in Naboo. Well, if we're going to mention that, if we're going to mention that R2D2 C3PO, they're cameoed on the, the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. True. They are true. That's and it's true. a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, Spielberg verse. Uh, armed and hilarious. Closing thoughts. Uh, loose. Uh, very loose. Yeah. <laughs> Meta and loose. <laughs> yeah. Um, shared universe. Uh, we talked about it in our walk last week, 
but I forgot. There was something... There was a, a difference between... Oh, oh, we were talking about uh, shared universes between uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and... Oh, right, yeah. How Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. deviated from interlooping with storylines right. so from the, the An example of a, of a shared origin without being a shared universe. The, the Netflix first did the same thing. There's no right. snap... Well, that's what I mean. Netflix verse yeah. and Agents of Shield is a shared universe with the MCU, but it deviated or yeah. or shared origin, mm-hmm. but deviated universe. So technically, they don't... there was a snap in the Netflix verse. They were. Oh yeah, disappointed. but not when, when Punisher it's season two came out. N- nobody even talked about it. Yeah. It was. It's not like oh, I can't believe you just died and came back. It's just like yeah. who can Jessica been in human Jessica, history and no one even mentions it. But yeah. like Jessica Jones, I think even Daredevil. Well, Jessica Jones and Punisher, I think, came out after it. They did, yeah. And exactly. I'm like, yeah. and I think Daredevil season three, and it would all it would be the only thing people would talk about. It's it's <laughs> on the news twenty four hours a day. It's a shared. It ruined the entire economy. A shared origin <laughs> spinoff without being a shared universe. Cheesehead, final thoughts. Uh, I think that there's a, a lot of um, semantics to argue with this here, and uh, you know, I, I I believe I believe in the multiverse, and I I think that uh, we got a lot more research to do. But uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. All right, this, rock uh, and roll. Well, once again, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. Once again, we got the wrap it up music playing in my earphones. Once again, for the digital toilet paper team, uh, my name's Jason Bear. Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And we were very, very happy to uh, host today on our podcast, the Tailgate Podcasters, uh, Aaron the Cheesehead and Harrison the Florida Man. And we look forward to doing this again with you guys sometime. Um, Check them out on Instagram and wherever you find your podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, all those fun things. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, adios. See you later, Tailgaters.